2012 is on target to be one of the 10 warmest years on record. That's the word from the U.N.'s World Meteorological Organization. That estimate comes as we close out a year now that saw record heat waves across the U.S. and Europe and record ice melt in the Arctic. It continues a trend of unusually hot years going back more than a decade, and it's led the organization's chief to declare that climate change is taking place before our eyes. The report comes just as the latest annual Global Climate Summit gets underway in Doha, Qatar. The world's environment editor, Peter Thompson, joins us now. And I know that you want to talk about this meeting in Doha, but there are other issues in the news, some of them fairly troubling, I should say. Uh, Please bring us up to date. Yeah, let's see. Where to begin on on climate-related news? Um, One new report this week telling us that global carbon dioxide emissions hit another new record last year. CO2, of course, is the most important greenhouse gas. Overall emissions are rising about 3% a year these days, and that's about three times as fast as they were growing in the 1990s. Then there's sea levels. Another new report has just found that on average, sea levels are rising about 60% faster than the UN predicted just five years ago. Back on temperatures for a minute, that report from the World Meteorological Organization shows that global average temperatures over the last decade or so are up nearly half a degree Celsius over the benchmark that scientists use, which is the average of the 30 years between 1961 and 1990. You might remember that the world's governments agreed a few years ago to cap global warming at two degrees Celsius. That's about three and a half degrees Fahrenheit in order to avoid really calamitous warming. Well, as we reported here on The World last week, a new World Bank report projects that without really big changes, we're headed for a rise of at least four degrees Celsius. That's more than seven degrees Fahrenheit by 2100. Finally, there was a loud warning this week from a number of fronts on the growing threat of methane seeping out from the permafrost and under the seabeds of the Arctic and the subarctic as that region warms up very quickly. Methane is an extremely powerful greenhouse gas, and we're actually going to hear more about that on the program tomorrow. Um, Anyway, so overall, things in the climate front are not looking good. Which means negotiators in Doha, Qatar, for the World Climate Summit this year have their hands full. What are they going to do? Well, uh, hopefully they will do a little bit more than tread water, which is what many people say they have been doing the last few years. Um, The whole UN climate process has been pretty much on life support since that big meeting in Copenhagen three years ago. You probably remember that there were huge expectations for a strong new global agreement on capping emissions back then. Instead, the summit managed just a last-minute sort of face-saving agreement of basic principles. Then last year in Durban, South Africa, countries at least committed to draw up a new treaty, which would go into effect by 2020. Some saw that as showing sort of a new resolve. Others say it was just continuing to kick the can down the road. But in any case, this year's conference is focused mostly on starting to put some flesh on the bones of those skeletal agreements from the last few years. So we might end up with some progress on, for instance, how to pay for a fund to help the poorest countries deal with climate change, perhaps on how all countries can reliably monitor and report their carbon emissions so everybody can know reliably what everybody else is doing. But generally, it's probably going to be really incremental stuff. Peter, I know that one of the uh, big stumbling blocks has been the schism between developed countries and developing countries over who should do how much to cut greenhouse pollution. Is that still the case? Uh, Yeah, pretty much just as much as ever. Um, Of course, the two biggest players are the U.S. and China. The U.S. is the biggest historical polluter. China is the biggest current polluter. 
they've been inching ever so slowly closer over the last few years, but nothing close to what would bring about a breakthrough and certainly nothing close to what scientists are telling us we have to do to tackle this quickly escalating crisis. Okay. Thanks very much, the world's environment editor, Peter Thompson. Thanks, Lisa.